Kentucky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And tonight we are here, well, we're here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every night. Uh, but tonight we're going to be joined in just a little bit by our friend Lynn Marie, who will be giving tarot readings out to the listeners. And uh, those of you out there who are listening and are listening on WBSM, it's the only way to listen tonight. There's no Midnight FM because I forgot to bring the plug <laughs> for the little device that allows us to put the audio over there. There's no Spooky TV because I came in, it was logged out, the video computer. I texted the engineer. I got him to sign in and get me into that computer. And then it blue screened. With a sad face. So... It could be a while before we have video back. We'll see. We'll find out. He's he's a magician with that kind of stuff. So, Well, that's why he does his job. And hopefully he can uh, get that going. But if not, you know, we'll be fine. Normally when we have Lynn Marie doing tower reading, she comes in. Right. And we usually put a camera down so that people can see the, the cards as they get them, but... You know, tonight she's going to be on the phone, you know, COVID rules and all that kind of stuff. So, Well, not only that, too, it's Easter weekend, and she would have had to drive, you know, about two hours to get here, and it would have been a little so crazy. We're not worth a two-hour drive. <laughs> well, of course we are. But the most important thing for people to know that even though you can't see the cards that she's pulling, tarot cards or any type of cards that you, you work with, um, Lynn Marie is so incredibly talented um, many of you probably know, uh, over the years of us having her on the show, she is a very, very close and dear friend of mine. This is the woman that I go to when I need a reading. And we've been friends for a long time now. However, myself and her, we both read with you know tarot or regular deck of playing cards. We don't really need cards in order to give you a reading. So the cards are just an intuition tool for us. So what they might mean to you might be something different than what they mean to us. Um, so you don't really necessarily need to see the card because if you go and you try to Google what the card means, you're not going to get the same answer as to what her or I would, would get or anybody that reads in a similar manner to what we do. So you're not really missing out on too much, but I think the most important thing will be the message that she has for all of our callers tonight. Well, the, the important thing too is that remember, this is just a taste Yes. Of what it's really all about. This is not going to be a full-on reading. Uh, you you know, you do a lot of tower readings for people. I do. I'm sure it fluctuates <laughs> in terms of the time, but what would you say, like, the average tarot reading would, would take? Ooh, okay, so that really depends. I can do one as quickly as, I would say, about 15 minutes. And that's with, you know, some small talk in between, um, you know, asking or answering some questions. I usually like to try to stay around the 20-minute mark so that way, you know, people are able to say, well, hey, what about this? Or, you know, I have a question about this one particular thing that you said. Can you look into that a little bit deeper or um, anything of that sort? I, I try to plan for the back and forth, not just a, here's what the cards say, have a nice day, see you later. Right. So I would say that's probably about average. I know some people like to do about half-hour readings. I'm not sure what Lynn Marie likes to put out there. I'm not sure how long she does hers and we can ask her that when she jumps on, but um, that's about average. I would say between 15 and 30 minutes and what you'll get tonight is just a quick little taste of something that's going on, whether, and we're going to have to ask her how she'd like to do this as well 
but whether or not you have a specific question or whether or not, um, you know, you just want a general, you know, message, well, we can, we can figure that out, but it's going to be very quick. We keep it very quick. I think, I can't remember now, Tim, and you might remember, she probably holds the record for how many readings she's done in our show, in the history of our show. Yeah, I think, period. <clears throat> I know the previous record was 23. <laughs> I forget how far she got. I think it was 26. She did a lot. I don't think we're going to make her do that tonight. No. It'll be it'll be a little bit harder to being on the phone and right. not being able to like look at us and yeah. you know have us be like okay I'm ready okay I'm ready so we'll right. have to like check in with her and uh, and and make sure because you know as you always say doing it is draining. Yes. So you don't want to overwhelm somebody and have them not have enough energy. Uh, so we'll be doing that coming up a little bit later on. But when you want to call in, the number to do so will be five zero eight. Nine nine six zero five hundred. So write that down right now. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you can't figure out, um, well, I'm sorry. If you can't remember that, or if you couldn't write it down, all you have to do is go to wbsm.com. The numbers are right there. They're also on spookysouthcoast.com. So a couple of different ways you can get those numbers. Uh, so again, just because I see a lot of people posting about it, it's not on Midnight FM tonight. It's not on YouTube. It's just on WBSM, mm -hmm. which is what it's supposed to be. That's how we originally started. And it's I'm going to go back to that and just make this the only way you can listen. Yeah. Because, like, there's 40 different ways of listening. You don't need 40 different ways. No, we're kind of all over the place. So this is, this is a nice get-back-to-basics night. And uh, hopefully the WBSM audience out there uh, will want to call in and get some tarot readings. Yes. It's a little bit different than the normal programming you hear here the rest of the week that's what we're all about but uh, we'll also have you know we've got because i put it up on social media we've got mm -hmm. plenty of people sitting there with their hands it's like like um i used to host when i was in high school i used to host this cable access kids game show called tv trivia and <laughs> it was funny because like people would start getting ready to call in like an hour before the show aired right and my thought was like it's not that big of a show yeah <laughs> like we're we were cable access in marion so it was like marion and wareham like it's not i think think uh it was all of the tri-town and wareham but it's not that big of a show like you should be able to call in at some point during an hour-long program but mm -hmm. people just get so amped up for it they'd want to i think what it was is they want to make sure that they were the one to win the, the free two pounds of beef I remember you telling me the prize, which was hysterical. So We had some really <laughs> interesting prizes. We had the free two pounds of beef from the Marion General Store. We had, uh, I think one of the ones that people loved the most was the $10 gift certificate to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Because back then, $10 got a lot of stuff at McDonald's. Right. I actually, before I was the host of the show, I won that one time. And I was able to take my whole family out to McDonald's. Which is wild. <laughs> for like 10 because bucks. Because you have a lot of siblings. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> let's see, what were some of the other prizes? You know, people people always like the uh, the um, free haircuts. There was a couple barbers and, and hair salons that offered free haircuts. The one that everybody always kind of turned down was the free bouquet of flowers. Like, we would say, oh, you want a free bouquet of flowers? And they'd say, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to come pick that up. You can <laughs> give that to somebody else. So, but yeah, the two pounds of beef was no doubt the the prize of all prizes. And I, I, I wish that we had social media like we had now, mm -hmm. back then. You know, I'm talking, this was like mid-90s. 
Because what we could have done is we could have had everybody like send us photos of what they did with their free two pounds of beef. I mean, wouldn't it be a simple answer? I mean, I go to the store, I buy two pounds of ground beef. No, you would think, yeah, like you take the ground beef and like you're going to make a a meat sauce or make burgers for the family. But no, people would do ridiculous things with the two pounds of beef. Really? So we would make like a two pound taco. Okay. uh, A two pound burger and then try to eat the whole two pound burger. Like people would just do like dumb things with two pounds of beef. Okay. All right. And, you know, that could have been a whole other contest unto itself. But I'm sure. The, the, the guy that I co-hosted the show with, um, his name was Mike, and Mike would, we'd take the calls, mm-hmm. and the first question he would ask every kid that called in was, what'd you have for lunch today? I remember you telling me this, yeah. And like, then we'd have to listen there for like five minutes while the kid's like, I had chicken nuggets and chocolate milk and fries, and then I had uh, some ring dings. I'd be like, oh yeah, ring dings are good. Like, come on, can we move <laughs> along with the show? Yeah. We, like, we've got 25 prizes to give away. <laughs> And you're talking about chicken nuggets and chocolate milk. Anyway, uh, before we get into the readings, I wanted to talk to you about something that we really haven't had a chance to uh, discuss. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And I know our hearts hurt a little bit about it. But we did have the story up at WBSM.com. It is there for you to check it out. The Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast has been sold. From my understanding, it still hasn't closed yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Which... Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I'm not one to judge how somebody does business, but I'd probably wait until I closed the deal before I started making, you know, announcements. Now, granted. I don't know if you want me to talk on this subject. Well, we, we can we can we can be polite about it. Um No we can't. But the 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 process of taking over a business like this, you know, they can't just transfer the license to you. Correct. So you have to go in front of these, you know, t- city boards <laughs> and get approval. Yeah. So the gentleman who bought the Lizzie Borden house or is in the process of buying it, Lance Zoll, he owns this company called U.S. Ghost Adventures. And he had to go before the, the, the boards to get the lodging license and the common Vic license, which is what allows you to serve food. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it became a news story. Because any, you know, any, you know, newspapers, websites, radio stations like this, you know, we go through all the meeting notes of the different boards or we watch all the Zoom videos as they're happening and we look for the interesting stories. And so naturally this comes up in the meeting and this is a pretty interesting story. So even though, you know, I was waiting to hear from the realtor to find out about when it was going to happen, you know, that there hadn't been anything formal yet because they hadn't closed the sale. So the story kind of got... It's not, I wouldn't say it's leaked, but the information got up there, got out there ahead of when they would have probably wanted to make a formal announcement. So, but then I go to the website and the website's already like converted over to we own the Lizzie Borden house. And here's where you can go and make your reservations for tours. And, and here's where you can start booking your overnights and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, well, you haven't closed yet. Like I'm superstitious about things like that. I probably wouldn't do it mm-hmm. till I, you know, had the deed in my name or what have you. But anyway, the story came out and first of all, got to clear up a lot of the confusion that I saw from people on social media because they saw the name of the company and so they made the ass- assumption Zach Bagans bought the Lizzie Borden house. He did not. If he wanted it, he could have purchased it easily. I'm pretty sure that, you know, 
$2 million is not chump change to anyone, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that he either has the means to buy it mm -hmm. based on, you know, the news reports that came out a few years ago about the production deal that he had signed with, with Travel Channel and Discovery Networks. I'm sure that he probably has the money. Mm -hmm. um, if he didn't have the money, I would think that most banks and financial institutions would be willing to give that person a $2 million loan to go out and buy the house because of the name value that he has and the fact that it is a functioning business that, you know, does pretty well when there isn't a, a worldwide pandemic happening. So he could have had it if he wanted it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure in that. He just probably didn't want it. Uh, he's got his own thing going with the museum and, you know, it, it's probably more of a pain to have to come out and deal with things on the East Coast when he lives in Las Vegas and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that I would have wanted him to buy it. <laughs> you know, you know, he, he and I have not had, uh, we, we haven't seen eye to eye on some things over, over the last couple of years. But uh -huh. when I was there filming with him, you know, he loved that house and he loved everything that was going on in it. So, you know, I just think that this was probably a, a choice on his part to, to not buy it, even though he could have. <coughs> so this gentleman who did, the company that he operates has ghost tours in different cities all over the country. Mm -hmm. And so he's got the financial backing to be able to, to do this. So... I mean, I, I'm just going to wish them well because, you know, you want to see it to be able to stay open. You want to see people to be able to keep staying there and you want to see them be able to uh, continue to have experiences there. And it looks like from all indications, based on what they've said on their website and uh, what they were saying in the meetings and, and things that I've heard, they're not planning on really changing mm -hmm. what's going on there. They're going to operate it the same way. <clears throat> My concern was if... They were first of all, they're going to keep the same staff. I know mm -hmm. that Leanne has been saying on social media that she's retired, mm -hmm. so she's not staying. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like from what I've seen on social media, and I haven't really talked to anybody about this yet because I've been so busy, and I know things are probably in flux with them. But I see a lot of our friends over there that work as tour guides that are still posting and you right. know still involved in everything going on over there. So. It looks to me like they're sticking around, at least for now. So I wish them all the best. Uh, my advice that I had posted online was just that I hope that he and his team, whoever he brings in, understands what it is that they're dealing with. This is not a ghost tour. And I know that they supposedly own other haunted buildings, but they don't own other haunted buildings like this one. <sighs> so... I just want to make sure that they understand that there's, it's a different animal than anything else that they've done. Because I'm going to be honest with you, and I know nothing about the guy. I haven't spoken to him. We will certainly extend the invitation for him to come on the program and introduce right. himself to the, to the South Coast paranormal audience. And I guess the, you know, the worldwide paranormal audience, but I'm just not getting ghost guy vibes from, from him. Well, here's my problem. And I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this as best I can. Looking at his website right now, he seems to be more of a jack-of-all-trades entrepreneur 
Like, right. hey, I have money, let me dump it here. Um, not really anything that he's passionate about. So my question is, you know, how do you get involved in owning a tour company when it comes to the paranormal? How do you get involved in doing ghost tours? Or how is it that you get involved owning haunted places? Or, you know, is that a passion project? Is that a curiosity? Is that um, something that you've always you know, been interested in, or did you fall into it and you looked at it as a money-making opportunity? Now, my issue, because I mean, you know, upon first glance, and you know that I will always be honest about things, he doesn't look like a bad guy, despite what I've heard. Well, you can't, I mean. He served in the military. He was a Marine. You know, I come from a Marine Corps family, and I, you know, I can't put anybody down for that. Absolutely not. But But, but there's... Sorry, go ahead. Um, my my issue, this is my issue with the entire thing, is a lot of us, maybe maybe a smaller amount of us, do this work because we were called to do it, or where we're the little people trying to you know make a living doing something like this to feed our families, what have you. A very very good friend of mine owns a native owned. Um, tour company in his native country, you know, native, native homeland and had his entire tour, st- uh, tour stolen from him by this company. And maybe, maybe the owner doesn't know about it. Maybe he doesn't know oh, what I would, business practices. I would, I would be willing to bet that, you know, at that level, they don't have their hands in the creation of the tours. That's what I'm trying to assume. So I would love to sit down with him. Because and say, do you have any idea that this is going on? Here, But here's, let me flip what you're saying a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> because we always say that <laughs> there's there's people out there in the paranormal world who think that because they give up their Saturday nights to go out and look for ghosts, yeah. that the world owes them something. Correct. That, you know, everybody that owns a haunted place should be able to open their doors up and let them come in for free and investigate and you know yeah, that I'm they talk about those people the, but what but the opposite <laughs> side of this is w- if we're saying like those people are in this to make money and to and, and they own these buildings and businesses to make money and make a living mm-hmm. then we can't turn around and say that a guy who buys a property like that now owes the paranormal community something and I'm not saying that right. at all no. I'm I'm just saying that they need to I, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about it, I guess, from a, a, a metaphysical yep. standpoint that you have to be careful what you're getting into. Of Certainly course. anybody could have gone and bought that place. Yep. Uh, you know, La France Hospitality, who, or who runs lodgings in the area, they could private, have bought it. It could have gone back to a private residence. Sure. You know? But and, and I would never say to any of those people that they owed the paranormal mm-hmm. community something. A lot of people are coming off that way, and I do think that that is wrong. You know, it's it's even when Leanne lived there and and, and owned it, you couldn't just stroll on in there whenever you felt like. It's not like right. she had an open door policy. She ran a business and she ran a tight, good business. And then people complain that it would cost yep. them $1,600 to rent the house out. Right. And, well, but what do you think it's there for? Right. So, you know, I do I do think, you know, of course, times are changing. Things do change. Eventually, Leanne was going to retire anyways. And, um, you know, life goes on. And I think, you know, we have to look at it that way is we can only hope... And my true hope, what I said to you the other day, is whether or not we hear good or bad, it is what it is, that it it continues to run in the way that we are used to or better, 
and that he doesn't bring in the wrong people to run it. Because right. you and I have been to, we had a bad experience on a place in Boston where we tried to run an event and the local team that was there tried to take over our entire event. Mm -hmm. I don't want to run into something like that when we've been doing this for the last 20 years. Um, you know, something... In, you know, when, when you do a professional event or a professional business, then yeah, stuff like that can get in your way. And I don't, I hope that we don't run into that. Um, I hope that it's run professionally. However, like I said to you, my biggest problem is the people that do work for him have already stolen entire tours from people that are trying to feed their families. And, and to be fair, uh, I have heard, you know, the same, well, you know, uh, just to verify and to yeah. back up what you're saying, I have heard similar things about different tours mm -hmm. in other places. Right. And I've also heard about some questionable, I wouldn't say questionable hiring practices. Right. But I would just say like, you know, there's a process to become a tour guide for that company and yep. you go through that process and then you never get the phone call mm -hmm. to come and lead a tour because yeah. nobody's booking one. Right. Like, you know, when it comes to this particular tour, these are, these are stories um, that my, my very good friend, I would even, you know, cross the line and say like, he's like family to me. His entire family is like family to me. The stories that he tells comes from his ancestors. The stories that he tells comes from his knowledge of the place that he lives in, grew up in his culture. So in order to turn around and run a tour in the same place with the same exact stories, there's no way you could know those unless you stole the tour. Well, so, you know, it's not like I'm talking from, you know, I'm just talking out of my butt. You know, it's, it's, I, it was a really, you know, upsetting thing. This was, and I knew about this long before um, this Lizzie Borden deal had even come up. So, you know what, let's, let's say, I want to sit down with this guy. I want to have a really good conversation with him and sure, just let we'll, him know the word, the world that he's getting himself into. We'll have and him on hey, the program for sure. You know, let's, let's, let's fix what's going on. Well, and you know, that, that also brings up a point and it's something that we can talk about in a, at a different time on a different episode because it's a roundtable discussion that I've wanted to have for a while, and I know the right people that we should have come on to discuss it, but, you know, you can't own a legend. Correct. And if you're going to go out and have an experience, that experience will become part of the legend, mm -hmm. and you can no longer own that legend, that experience, because it's become part of that legend. Of course. So if... Just as an example, mm -hmm. if this person wants to start running tours over there, and, and I know Lynn Marie's on hold, but right. uh, we'll we'll wrap this up, I promise. Uh, but, you know, if they start running tours over there and they start saying, and this is the bed where people have had their legs lifted up, right. you know, hey, something that happened to me became part of the story. That's just what happens when you go out and investigate. The difference is, is if people are taking the story as it's being presented word for word from somebody else's presentation or... If they're taking something that somebody didn't, that wasn't part of the common legend of the place, mm -hmm. but, be, but came about by somebody's research, then you need to give credit to that researcher. But like plagiarism is plagiarism, whether you're, you know, stealing it in something that you're writing or if you're presenting it orally in a ghost tour. I mean, I'm very careful about that when we were doing the uh, ghost stories in New England Legends yep. stage show, because I'm getting these stories from online, from people that I know yep. that have run ghost tours in these areas, from all these different sources. And I'm worried about, does my story sound too much like the way that you tell it? Right. And so I will actually send the story to those people and say, are you cool with the way that I'm presenting this? And they're like, yeah, that's great. You got all the facts in there, but of course right. you're giving it your own style, you know? And if somebody said, well, no, you know, I, 
I use kind of that exact same terminology, so you might want to change it around. I would be totally understanding of that because I wouldn't want somebody that's in the audience that has taken that tour and heard that terminology. Even though I worked with that person to develop the story, right. I wouldn't want the the, the theater goer that hears mm -hmm. this to think that I stole it from the tour. Right. So there's, it, it's a, a ghost story is open for everybody to mm -hmm. share. That's why we tell them. Right. But somebody's exact telling of a ghost story is not there for you to take. Right. Or their personal story that, that has happened to them or their family. I just think it's silly. Like, you it, know, just reach out. But it depends. You know? I mean, it depends on if it becomes part of the greater legend, then sometimes it's not, you know, it's not traceable. Like, so they might go there and they might go tell that story yeah. about, you know, the legs get lifted up off the bed. They have no idea how it started. Right. So they don't even know who to reach. And that, you know, I wouldn't be upset about that. But if somebody was, you know, in there presenting, I mean, I've run into this problem where somebody, you know, tried to put out the same theory that I've had about the Bridgewater Triangle for years, Yeah, just came here for the first time and is like, this is what I think is going on. You know, like things like that have happened to us over the years. People have taken, you know, my theories, your theories, things that I say word for word, things that you say word for word, things that you've actually, you know, quoted in your books and tried to pass them off of the, as themselves. However, a lot of people that follow us already know, like they can point out like that's Stephanie's style. That's what she does. That's Tim's style. That's what he does. And in this particular case that I was talking about, there is no question as to where this ghost tour came from. Well, and it's just not cool. The, the you know, just to go back for a second to to the idea of, you know, the theory. And let me, let mm -hmm. me just speculate, uh, speculate, clarify yep. so that people don't speculate and think that I am, you know, being one of those guys that's like, no, I'm the only one that can think that. That's not right. what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is this person presented this theory as... I have come up with something that nobody yes. else has ever come up with about this. Mm -hmm. And so this is like my unique idea. And like it was being presented like that. Right. Basically coming and telling everybody that lives here and has been researching <laughs> it for years that, you know, yeah. we're wrong and he has figured it out and we're all dumb for not seeing it. Right. And, you know, 16 years ago, almost now, I was saying the same thing. Right. And P.S. that person has never even visited this area. So that right. <laughs> or it has been now, but. Yeah. But so. Just to, to, to kind of put a bow on this, uh, we will kind of explore it a little bit in the future. We will have, we'll yeah. try to have Lance on and uh, and see if we can just kind of get an idea of what, it, and we could be completely and totally, you know, wrong in what we think is right. really going on. Um, again, if you've got a company where you've got ghost tours running in what, like 60 cities or something? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you don't know everything that everybody's putting out there and how well they've researched it. Right. Maybe maybe you just have them sign something that says, I will not steal this from somebody yeah. else. And then, you know, they think that that's going to make you honest enough. Mm -hmm. That's what media outlets do. I mean, personally, like from a, a business owner myself, and you know, like how hard I work on everything that I do. If you want something to be successful... You have to make sure that you have the right people running it. You have to make sure that the people that you are hiring have the best intentions and that they're not running your business into the ground because so far, the type of audience that you are attracting within this business are the type of people like you and I and everybody that we've we've heard from or everybody that we've talked to. You know, you're going to get people randomly here and there, but you want those people to come back too. So if you have these people running your business poorly, maybe he doesn't know and maybe he needs to know. So that way, you know, he doesn't lose out on money. Yeah. So again, we'll, we'll, 
we'll kind of hold off uh, on. I mean, we'll we'll reserve judgment. I'll say we oh, absolutely. We are certainly going to be weary and, and cautious, mm-hmm. uh, as we would have been with any new owner that we yeah. didn't know. But um, also, please understand everybody out there <laughs> that in the end, we realize. We've got no say in any of this. Right, of course. Like, this is just talk fodder more than anything mm-hmm. uh, amongst the people here in the community. You know, it's something that is on their mind. They're going to want to discuss, and we'll we'll do that. We'll discuss it. We'll talk about it. But we have no influence. We don't think, you know, we, none of us feel that we do. Um, and so we're not trying to be the arbiters of what's going on here. It's just fostering discussion. So, again, we'll we'll hold off on that. There's... As, as the paranormal becomes profitable, you know, it's just going to naturally make you skeptical about the people that are coming in. Of course. And doing things. Of course, they have every right to come in and make a profit. But it's got to be done, at least honestly. Yes. And so that's that's where the concern comes up. And it's not, a, it's not just a particular person or a particular company. It's how we would feel uh, toward just about anything. All right. Well... I think we made Lynn Marie wait a little bit too long on the phone. Hopefully, she's still there with she us. She is. She texted me. Of course I am. I was interested in what you were talking about. Well, we were, you know, we were kind of, uh, it, it's, not, it's not really fair to, to really get too deep into it, you know, without having the new owner here on the show. But also, like, we've been getting asked about this constantly now for a couple of weeks. So, we, we had to address it. Uh, do you, I'll ask you, Lynn Marie, do you have any thoughts or feelings about when somebody comes in as an owner of a haunted place knowing that they can make money off of that you know do you think and and do you feel like the paranormal community us people that are interested in this need to be watchdogs or something like that or is it you know it's a private business they can do what they want to do well i guess i sort of have a mixed feeling about that because I think that it is a private business and people can do what they want to do with it, but I also think that if you are promoting something as part of a community or promoting something as part of a, an entity, then you need to be cognizant of that. Well, the, um, the, the good thing about what we're doing here tonight is, you know, we're bringing it down to that personal, that one-on-one level. Uh, and I know that that's how you do a lot of your work. And so I want to ask you this question because... I talk a lot on my other show about how over the past year there has been a change in kind of the collective consciousness and, and what's going on. And I kind of have put it in a sense of like, you know, the magical is returning back to our regular everyday world a little bit. Have you seen over the past year, have you seen some of that magic coming back into people's lives or, or maybe coming into their lives for the first time? I absolutely have. I recently just did a gallery reading where people were asking me a more pointed question that I don't normally get asked. And the question was, you know, did I feel that the other side or did I feel that, you know, spirit in general had changed as a result of the pandemic? And I I kind of took a minute to think about that. And I responded by saying, I'm not sure that it's as a result necessarily of the pandemic as much as it is people's anxieties and stresses and fears and thought processes and they're looking for comfort and they're looking for answers and they're looking for you know path and guidance and 
our loved ones and spirit in general is very in tune to whatever it is we want. So their focus has changed somewhat into what they're responding to or sort of what they're bringing up as topic. And I'm sure that my very good dear friend Stephanie can um, also, you know, kind of give a, a thought process to that as well. But that's definitely been a shift for me. I, I feel like a lot of people are looking more for answers, guidance. They want to know that they're not alone. They want to know that things are out there taking care of them. And I think we're getting those answers. And, and also people have been able to, you know, without having to live the regular everyday hectic lives, like sure, you know, I, I said this the other night, sure, everybody wanted to sit around on the couch and watch Tiger King the first couple weeks of the pandemic. But as time went on, you know, folks used the time that they had to focus in on things that they either wanted to learn about or things that they'd always wanted to get to, you know, whether it be personal projects or what have you. And a lot of people have looked for, you know, personal spiritual growth as, as part of that. So I can imagine that, you know, just for example, we're going to be talking tarot readings tonight. I would think that a lot of the tarot readings that you've been giving people, they're looking for direction in that. Like, am I, am I now on the right path? Am I making the right choices here? They're being far more introspective than they might have been asking for a reading, you know, a year and a half ago. Agreed. And I also think that as much as there has been so much spiritual and personal growth, there's also been a little bit more of the other side of things, which is kind of some people not being as maybe as generous or as patient or as um, awesome as they normally could have been because their stress levels are so high and they are not feeling like they're in the right place. So I think that we're seeing more division, and I think it makes it clearer what we need to work on sometimes. So when people are, uh, you know, calling in tonight, let's let's kind of give them an idea of, of how this is going to work because uh, it is a little bit different than how you would normally give a reading if somebody reached out to you and said, I want to book something. Oh, absolutely. We, when, I mean, first of all, I wanted to say I didn't get a chance to, but hello, how are you guys? <laughs> Hi. Hello. Very good to talk to you, and thank you so much for letting me be part of your night tonight. I appreciate it. A um, blessed Easter Eve to you, um, a blessed end of Osara, which is the pagan uh, celebration that just ended on the 23rd of March, and the Baha'is just celebrated their New Year's, and it's just an amazing spiritual time right now. Um, so I just kind of wanted to say all of that, and um, yeah, we when you call in to get a card or to even just get a feeling, it's it's really very... It's. I always refer to it as like a drive-by. It's not. Uh, it's not meant to be, you know, tremendously detailed. It's just sort of to give you a little glimmer of, you know, are you doing okay? Are you feeling okay? Are you handling things the right way? Are you doing things the way you're supposed to? It's not really an in-depth reading. When someone comes in for an in-depth reading, that's much more personal and much more detailed. So the idea will be that people will call in and they'll or you want their name and, and is that how, how exactly will it work uh, I mean usually because it's all being done by phone we do at least ask for a first name but um, you know I'm also willing to if you know if people want a card drawn for them that's fine 
I have my deck with me, but if they just have a, another type of general sort of spiritual question or thought process, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. If they just want to call and say hi, I'm open to that too. Um, you know, I think it's just kind of whatever people need, really. So, so. let's just kind of talk about your, you know, your, your kind of day-to-day life and, and, and what it is that you are uh, encountering and, and doing for people. I mean, they're, they're coming to you and looking for you to help them on, on the spiritual path. Do, I'm assuming some people are kind of looking for this because they're curious about it. And then there's other people who are looking at it because they, ex- they have an expectation about it. How do you manage that, those two different levels of it? If somebody who, you know, thinks it's all a lark and then the other people who are thinking it's going to give them exactly the answer they're looking for and won't settle for anything less. Well, expectation levels are always hard, and I think they're hard in any profession, not just particularly this one. Um, I think that that's true. I mean, I don't mean to liken it to something silly, but how many people go to get their hair cut to somebody and maybe they feel like they explained it or they feel like they knew exactly what they wanted, but when they walked out, they didn't feel like it looks what they thought it was going to look like, right? So I'm very fond of telling people that your your guidance is not always 100% what you want to hear. A lot of times it's what you need to hear. And the thought process for me is that people will walk away if they came in, like you said, because they think it's a lark, I'm going to go see what she has to say, then I hope they at least got some sort of, you know, I don't want to use the word entertainment because I don't mean to make it light, but at least they felt like it was a good experience. They walked away thinking, hey, that was that was a good time. That was fun. I learned something. It was great. If they have a higher expectation level, I hope they at least get what they need because, you know, they may not always be thrilled with everything that you have to say, but if they get what they need, then, then everybody's job got done. So let's talk a little bit then about how it works for you when you are giving the reading, whether it be tarot or something else, how does it, how does it manifest for you, the information? Um, for me, I mean, I feel like it's almost like a memory that I remember for whatever reason. A lot of times when people are in front of me, I feel like I kind of just sort of know their story and sort of know who their people are. Um, I do a lot of mediumship, as you know, and and um, so I think that for me, their people kind of come in. And then when I read tarot cards, I love the tarot, first of all. I mean, I just love it. I love the history of it. I love the colors of them. I love the fascination of the different decks. I mean, I'm just a big fan of the tarot, just even just not even as a reader, just as a person. I just think they're fascinating. And a lot of times tarot cards will come out like a language. It's almost like you pull the cards or the person pulls their cards and they they go down on the on the table in front of you and you look at them and you're like, Oh, this actually like makes sense and I translate this and it means this and then the person looks at you and says, Well, yeah, that's kinda what I need to focus on. I think another misconception about the tarot 
is that it will predict for you. I do not feel that the tarot is particularly predictive, but I do feel that the tarot, and I'm very fond of saying this as well, I'm sure Stephanie is laughing at me for saying this, but I've always felt that the tarot is kind of arrogant. I think that the tarot is kind of like, hey, that's great that you're interested in, you know, subject A, but we really think you should be paying attention to subject C because that's where the mess is. Yes. And a lot of times it's right. So, now, you know, kind of have to kind of have to go with that. One of the things that uh, that Stephanie and I have talked about kind of off the air is that, you know, when she wants a tower reading, she usually contacts you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something, and I know a lot of people who have gotten into it who do read their own cards. Do you have a recommendation as to, you know, reading for yourself versus having a reading from somebody else? Don't do I it. have never been a fan, nor do I advocate reading for myself, so I do not do it. Um, I... I don't judge anybody that does that. I don't blame anybody that does that. And if you have good luck with it, that's great. For me, I feel like I am too emotionally or, for want of a better expression, spiritually entrenched in what I want the cards to tell me. So I will pull them out and I'll probably manipulate them until they say what I want them to say. And then I'll be disappointed or I'll be upset when... I don't feel comfortable with it or when I don't feel like things are working out the way they should. So I absolutely do not, I cannot recommend for other people, but for myself, not a good idea to read my own cards. So I don't. See, I'm going to be meaner than you and I'm going to say don't do it. Um, You know, Lynn and I have had this conversation so many times. Um, Like I I said before you, you called in, I say, to anyone that will listen, like when my head is up my butt, you're my first phone call. And thank you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, one of the main reasons why is you don't sugarcoat anything. You give it to me exactly straight. You don't tell me what I want to hear. You don't give me hope if it's not there. You tell me exactly what I need to know in order to move forward and in for the correct guidance at that time. And I am very much like you and, you know, maybe, maybe we're different, you know, maybe we're very similar, but everybody else is different or, uh, we're just built differently because of the work that we do. But I come with way too much, you know, hope, fear, dreams, wants, needs, and all of that gets mixed up into this big emotional ball. So my intuition cannot determine what works for me when it comes to what I need um, because of all those hopes, fears, dreams and every other mess that's in that that ball that's just spiraling under control and snowballing so you know you do you pull these cards and you determine like oh, okay well you know the ten of cups okay well that means you know A, B and C but you know that must mean B for me because that's what I want or you have a right. hope that that's what you want um, so something in that sort like I forget it there's no way just forget it and it's funny because I will pull cards for myself and then I'll call in and say okay I pulled cards for myself but I want to see you know it's it was a good intuitive practice for myself to know to try to objectively take myself out of the situation to read what's in front of me and you know something like that okay fine but I still need the validation of what Lynn's telling me other people have told me, oh, yeah, no, I, I pull tarot cards every single day for myself. So that way I know how my day is going to go. And when it says it's a crappy day, I know it's a crappy day. And I'm like, 
don't do that because you're kind of no, you're, you're, you're fulfilling your own prophecy. Yeah, you're starting the day yeah. thinking that way. It's You're just going to make it so. So I tell people, you're just better off going to someone that you trust, even if you do this yourself. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, this is what I do for a living, but I still don't do it myself. I don't trust myself because it's not as simple as X, Y, Z. Here we go. I start my day. You know, I'm still human. I'm still, you know, emotional and I still have bad things, good things, everything else in between happened to me. So I, I call in Marie. <laughs> That's true. We do we do speak um, a lot, <laughs> but I I also think that the other thing to remember too is is that you know we can't see things, but also someone can't take away free will, and that includes the cards. The cards are not supposed to take away your free will. So if you're pulling a card for yourself first thing in the morning and the card looks negative to you, not only is that going to set up your mindset, but you're actually making decisions based on what you saw in a card rather than making decisions based on your free will at the time. And I think that is also an important thing to point out that, you know, you can't put a mindset out there you know, and just expect it to be that way. It's it's almost like when you read your horoscope and then you're like, oh, my horoscope really fits me. It really fits me. And this has been how my day is. But then you go to see an actual astrologer, of which I am not, I might add. <laughs> but um, you'll go see an actual astrologer and the astrologer will say, well, but you have, and you might be uh, a Pisces, but you have an Aries rising and you have a Mars moon and you have, you know, because you were born at this time of day, these these things are in your house and these and then your your whole mind is blown because you're like, wow, all those horoscopes I saw that I thought were me are only part of me, mm-hmm. but also, whew, thank God that not all the things I read in my horoscope were 100% true for me. So you kind of do have to, you know, discern information and energy as well. Well, I would also think that, you know, people uh, that are looking to have the answers given to them are people that are looking to escape responsibility for what Uh happens in their lives. You know, they're looking to be able to have an external force to blame everything on or even, you know, if things go well to credit, but still they're looking to have something else that, that can be the driving force that they put everything at the feet of. Whereas, you know, if you're using it as a tool of reflection, then you're, you're strengthening your own decision-making process as a result of it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also think that sometimes um, there are lines that have to be drawn because we are human beings and we sometimes are exhausted or stressed out or had a bad day or maybe feeling sick or, you know, maybe we see something that worries us. I remember hearing a story when I was young. I worked at a place with a lot of, I was very young at the time, and I worked at a place where people had a lot more experience dealing with the public in readings, and I learned a lot in the very brief period of time I worked there. And one of the things that I learned was that you cannot make suggestion to people. You have to kind of tell them 
what you see and let them take from it what they will. Mm -hmm. But you also can't tell them what to do. And I feel like that's a a mistake that a lot of people either expect is that they're going to walk in and they're going to be told, go to this, go to this, go to this, go to this, and everything will be fine, or it won't be. And one of the examples I have of that is people saying, oh, I was told once to take all my money out of my bank account because the bank was going to crash. And I'm like, oh, I remember holding my head being like, who told you Oh, my God. You know, Um, you know, and just, you know, things like that are just not, you know, it's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be more about working with the person and seeing energy trail than it is about necessarily telling them what to do. I hope that was clear. Yeah, definitely. I think the one thing that I will tell people to do or as far as I go, because like you said, free will does play a huge part in what they do. And um, the minute you make a suggestion, like you mentioned, you're on the hook for the, you know, the responsibility of what the outcome of that is, because they're going to come flying right back to you and say, you told me to do this. So I learned a long time ago, the same thing. Like I, you know, here's, here's what it is. And, and this is what we do. And I think the biggest suggestion I make to people is like, get off the phone with me, make a list, make a list of everything that, you know, like pertaining to something we talked about, like make a list of things that make you happy, make a list of things that you enjoy doing, you know, different things like that. So that way they're on a path of self-discovery on their own, on top of the reading that they got. But, um, yeah, yeah. Bank accounts don't come up in mine. Um, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't really understand how other people that, you know, claim to do this work, they, they get to that point. Um, but you know, what do I know? Right. I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is is that, you know, I think the other, another common misconception is, and I'm sure Stephanie can validate this, is that people often think that we are so informed about everything that we never make mistakes in our own lives. That, you know, but I think people forget that we have emotions, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because we might be angry about something doesn't mean it's time to take all your money out of your bank account. (laughs) Sometimes you got to calm down and be rational. And I, I just think that it's very, it's a very, it's a big responsibility. I think Mm -hmm. Stephanie, I have talked about this in the past. Correct me if I'm wrong, Stephanie, but I think we've talked in the past about what it, it really is a very big responsibility to do kind of what we do. Yes. And you really do have to take it seriously, and you really do have to, you know, I mean, you can't not be humor. You have to have some humor about it, and you have to have some leeway about it. But, you know, you can't take yourself very seriously, but you have to take the job kind of seriously. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break here for the news. When we come back on the other side, we'll get into the readings. How's that? Sounds fun. All right. Back in a few with more Spooky South Coast. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store.
two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And we are here talking about the paranormal tonight. We're discussing tarot with our guest Lynn Marie. And she's going to give you tarot readings over the phone. And again, these are going to be quick, small readings. And as she said, it doesn't have to be tarot necessarily. But it's going to be quick no matter what because we're going to have the phone line stacked up and people that we want to get on the air. Uh, but... Lynn, why don't you tell everybody how they can reach out to you if they want to get a reading, uh, a full reading, and if they want to be able to talk to you one-on-one, you know, sometime when, you know, the entire paranormal world isn't listening. (laughs) Sure, they can um, call or text 508-474-9371, or they can email me at lynnmariespiritmedium at gmail.com. Lynn Marie is L-Y-N-N-E, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, spirit medium at gmail.com, all one word. Or Facebook is uh, spirit medium Lynn Marie. I think that's also my Instagram. I can't ever remember that. But, um, yeah, I'm around. You can find me. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Well, we will uh, we'll have you give all that out again, too, by the end of the program for anybody that missed it now. But So before we dive into this, uh, let's just remind everybody how it'll work. I'm going to just take the phone call from somebody at 508-996-0500. And then, uh, you know, what, what do you want them to say? What do you want them to ask? How do you want them to approach this, uh, this reading? Um, so basically, for the interest of time purposes, I'm just going to pull one card for each person. So they are, they can give me their first name if they want. They can say hi, they can do whatever if they have a specific question. If they want to ask it, they can, but otherwise I'm just going to pull a card and let you know what the card kind of means and hopefully it'll give you something that you need. All right. Well, if, if you're ready to get into it, we're ready. Let's do it. Now we will say this, uh, Lynn Marie does own the record. For most readings here on Spooky South Coast on a single night, we are not going to hit that tonight. We're not going to break that. Very hard to do unless you're in person. But next time you come in, we'll put the pressure on you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I actually would love to be, I think we were discussing me coming back and being in person, and I would love that. So, yeah, I'll definitely look forward to breaking the record the next time. Well, you know you're always welcome here. It's just, you know, I always say, I always tell everybody the door is open, but it's not really. It's locked. You have to, like, ring the buzzer and let us know you're here. But you're welcome anytime. Thank you. All right. Let's get right into it then. And uh, just keep in mind, folks, that this is a, you know, guest on the phone and callers on the phone. So there might be a little bit of a, you know, sometimes we might have to repeat the question, that kind of thing. Just be patient and uh, we'll make it all work. All right. Here we go. Good Good evening. evening. You're first on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Can we have your name? My name is Lois. Hello, Lois. And do you want a card or do you have a question? Um, I'll do a card. Hi, Lynn. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. card that I pulled for you is the Four of Cups. That is an interesting card. I feel like that card kind of gives you a thought process that you are listening to some people and you need to listen to what people have to say, kind of feel out what's going on, but you ultimately have to kind of listen to the voice within and decide what's best for you. Okay. All right, does that that works for you? Yep, that's fine because it was mostly I wanted to just ask about my health. So I'll just start listening to the people who are telling me what to do. 
I like I think that you're advice. Right. I think you're getting a lot of different information, and I think you have to listen to all of it and then discern it down and see what works for you. But if it makes you feel any better, Lois, I actually don't feel it isn't anything that can't be managed, and I do feel like you'll start to feel a little bit more in control of it shortly. Well, thank you ever so much, and so good to talk with you. Thank you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good night. And 508-996-0500 is the number if you want to call in. And also, uh, keep in mind, too, that as the calls start to build up, you know, you might get a busy signal. Just keep trying. Uh, we do have multiple lines. So if you're getting a, a busy signal, it probably means that they're all full up. Uh, but we'll try and get to everybody as we go along. Also, you know, when you when you hear the little noise, a little <laughs> that means you're on the air. So just be aware of that. Okay, you're next on Spooky South Coast with Lynn Marie. Can we have your name, please? Yes, Marie. Hello, Marie. Do you have a question or do you want her to pull a card? Uh, I was just wondering about my health. Yeah, there's a lot of health questions I feel like we're going to get these tonight. Marie, I just feel like a sense of overwhelm for you, and I can't decide if that makes me feel like I'm exhausted or if it just makes me feel like you just have a lot to consider or think. But I actually feel like you really do need to, I know this sounds so silly, but you really need to take very good care of yourself and really kind of practice some self-care. Um, I don't think that you are in a bad, bad situation, but I do feel like you really need to pay attention to your own body and sort of take care of yourself, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. All right. Thank you very I'm much for the happy to call. hear from you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. All right, 508-996-05. Oh, by the way, Linda, if you need a break, just tell me. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep rapid-firing the calls. No worries. All right. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hello? Are you there? Uh, Rose? There you are. Hello. Rose? Oh, and do you have sorry. A... I, had, I had that static. <laughs> oh, no, no, no problem at all. Uh, do you have okay. a question, or do you want her to pull a card for you? Um... Yeah, I just actually, who's the male that's around Rose? Hold on, hold on, Rose. Say hello. Oh, okay. Hold on, Rose. Can you repeat that, Lynn? There's there's a little bit of an overlap with the calls. Sure. I just feel like there's a male that's around Rose that wants to make sure that she knows he's saying hello. But anyway, what? Go ahead and ask your question. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so that works. I just no. I just lost a friend a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of right away. So I'm kind of lost there, feeling a little guilty. I don't. I honestly believe there's nothing that could have been done differently. And for whatever reason, I feel like this energy really wanted to get in here and say hello to you to let you know that they were at peace and that they were okay. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more detail to that that I can't. I don't have the time to get into, but I just nope. feel like you're supposed to know that everything is okay. Well, that's fine. That's fantastic. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye, Tim. 508-996-0500. We have some open lines if you want to call in and get a reading. Uh, when when that happens, though, when, when somebody connects with us like that and you automatically know that there is somebody there that's around them, is it that it, it, it pops into your head instantly? Is it a feeling? Do you how, how does that kind of manifest for you? It's sort of both. Um, I kind of feel like I can feel an energy almost like they're tapping on your shoulder, being sort of like, hey, you know, here's kind of where you're, you know, you need to kind of let them know that I'm around. And sometimes it's hard with genders because 
you know, sometimes some people are more aggressive than others, so they could come across differently. But in that case, I just felt like there was some real sadness associated with that, and he just felt like he was okay, and he wanted her to know that it was okay. And what's really interesting about the word okay when you're talking about, you know, these kinds of things is okay really is a good word. Like, it's not a bad thing, like, oh, I'm just okay. It's actually a like, hey, I'm good, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I think that was the impression that I got, that he really kind of just wanted her to know in particular that it was a heavy feeling and he just wanted her to release some of that for her. And when when people are feeling some of that, uh, that you know, she mentioned that she kind of was feeling guilty. When they're feeling some of that guilt... Uh, <sighs> Is, that's that's more of a of, of something that the living has to deal with, right? You know, I've always yeah, heard that they, you know, once people have moved on, they don't they, they're not holding a grudge. No, spirit doesn't usually hold a grudge. It doesn't mean that they're perfect, and it doesn't mean that they don't have vibrations, both positive and negative. But they think of it more as like an intellectual pursuit rather than an emotional one. They sort of have a chance to look at things, and they're like, oh, yeah. Well, sure, we could have done things a little bit differently or things could have been, you know, uh, put in a different light. But they're not upset about it. They're not angry. They're not mad. They're not going to break all your china in the china cabinet, you know. It's not really kind of how that goes. All right. I think we have another call on the line, so let's go to that. Uh, good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? You talking to me? Uh, yeah, well, I think so. Oh, okay. You, yeah. As Art Bell used to say, only you know if it's you. <laughs> My name's Amara. And do you have a question, or do you want her to pull a card? Pull a card. All right, let's pull a card. Ooh, the lovers. You know, I actually like the lovers card. It talks about having choices to make, and, and it's a little bit less heavy than having decisions to make. It's more about having choices and sort of needing to figure out what you want. That's always a positive for me. So I would assume that for your energy, this card probably means that you have to take a little bit more time to kind of figure out what's best for you, what works for you, what choices are good for you, what brings you some joy, what brings you some peace, and not necessarily always worried about everybody else, which I know is easy to say and not always easy to do. But the lovers is a great card to get. It's, it's about making choices instead of having to make blog, blog down decisions. Thank you. All right. Thank you. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in to get a reading. And uh, we are going to try and, you know, get through as many calls as we can through the night. But we do have some open lines right now if you want to call in. So, even, you know, maybe some people out there have thought to themselves, well, I've always wanted to get a reading, but I'm, I, I don't know... You know, I don't know what to expect. I don't know uh, how I'm going to handle it. I can tell you the first time that I ever sat down with a medium, it was very weird. Uh, <laughs> it was. I, I know it wasn't me. So. It was not. I just. I just. It stood, wasn't me either. I stood. I sat there and I nodded. And finally, she said to me, "She's like, you need to talk. Like, this is a conversation. I need you to like <laughs> tell me that. Tell me what you're feeling about the things that I'm telling you." And I was just like, "Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh." And she's like, "No, no, no. That's not how it works." So, yeah, it, it definitely took some... And the same thing happened. I've had one tarot card reading. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened. We were just like, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. That also wasn't me. No, it was not. Also was not me either. It was It was a gift. Both In both instances, it was a gift from somebody else. So, 
It was. That's it, all right. We'll forgive you. Yep. Well, the first, the, the the actual mediumship reading was in Lilydale. Um, when I got the chance to go out there and visit, and Ellen Ratner is the one who brought us out there from Fox News, and uh, so she's the one who brought us out there, and then she had us sit down with her favorite medium and get a reading from her. And then the tarot reading was from my friend Dee Dee, who lives up in Toronto, who had a spectacular reading with this woman from Australia. So she said, you know, you have to experience it for yourself. So she booked me a reading with her. And um, it was, I just, I don't remember anything from it. It was, <laughs> she was so high energy and I was like, so like mellow that I just, it all flew by me. But what she was saying, I know, I just remember it made sense. So, all right, let's go to our next call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Christina. Hello, Christina. Do you have a question? Do you want a card? Oh, yeah. Christina, for whatever reason, I just actually really adore your energy. For some reason, I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, thank you. So, oh, and this is probably why. A nine of cups. I'm sorry, you didn't even say you wanted a card, but I feel like you needed one anyway. But, um, nine of cups. Having come through some things, uh, some emotional things in a good way, kind of feeling like you need to move forward, things need to feel positive. Um, and I don't know why, but I also feel like, have you? I don't know if you've traveled or if you've moved or something lately, but for whatever reason, I just feel like things are kind of going in the right direction, and that's not a bad thing. Oh, yay. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the call. Well, thank you, Tim. Have a good night. You too. And 508-996-0500 if you would like to call in and get a reading. See, like that's when you know when you've got people that are calling in with energy like that, you know, that are open and receptive to hear, you know, all of the the, the folks that we've talked to so far, they seem very open to this process. What do you do when you have somebody who is, you know, not that open to the idea? Does it does it stand in the way of the reading at all? Does it make it more difficult to have somebody that is skeptical or, you know, maybe doesn't want to hear what it is that it's going to be told to them? So there's a difference between those two things. Um, and let's hope none of those people call. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, skeptical is one thing because I think that when people are skeptical, they're looking to sort of either you know, have you trip over your tongue a little bit or sort of maybe looking to be negative about it. Um, I think that when you just don't know what to expect, that's a totally different energy. And when people don't want to hear what you have to say, that's really difficult, but it really shouldn't stop the reader from telling what is necessary to tell. And I think that's also the other side of the coin that you have to remember that you know, you're here to give um, the message or to give the information. It's not always not always going to be sunshine and, and roses, but we try. Well, we have another call on the line, and hopefully it isn't one of those difficult people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the difficult people Wait. are just yelling at their radio tonight. They're not actually going to call in. 508-996-0500 is the number, though. Uh, you're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Vicky. I'm sorry, Vicky. Yeah. Hi, Vicki. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? All right. Do you have a question or do you want uh, Lynn Marie to pull a card? Um, just pull a card. Six of Swords. Um, this is an energy for me that you have. This is actually kind of interesting. We've had a, a bunch of cards tonight about choices and decisions and paths. This is a little bit about feeling more in control of your path and feeling a little bit more like you kind of know where you are. 
but still not having enough information to completely move forward. So this is a coming from a position of strength, but still coming from a position of learning. And I feel like that's an important distinction to make for you. But I actually really do like your energy as well. And I feel like it's um, very, very, it's very forward moving. So I like that. All right. Thank you. It makes sense for you, you said? It does, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully things uh, continue that way for you. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. 508-996-0500 is the number uh, if you would like to call in. And now we, we've talked about this in the past, I know, uh, here on the program, but let's kind of remind everybody because I think people that go out and they want to get involved in this, they want to learn for themselves, or maybe they just go to different tarot card readers. There's a lot of different tarot card decks out there. Absolutely. What What do you use, and, and, and why do you use the particular cards that you use? So I am um, kind of, I'm, I don't know what my deal with tarot decks are because I fall in love with decks and then I never am able to use them. And I always end up going back to the same deck, which is that I use the Mythic Tarot deck, um, I had the original Mythic Tarot deck back in the 80s because that gives you an idea of how old I am. And um, I still have that deck. It's beautiful. It's illustrated. It had black um, backgrounds, but very, very you know, beautiful illustrations. I use the newer Mythic Tarot now just because my other ones are so fragile. I had them from the time I was 15, and I don't want to tell you how old I am on air, but it's been a long time. And uh, I have the new deck, which is purple and a little bit lighter. But um, I actually started on regular playing cards, and I still use regular playing cards often. And I just feel like, you know, those are kind of my, my mojo. I believe Stephanie will tell you that I had a beautiful tarot deck, the Crystal Visions Tarot, and I was so in love with it, and I just couldn't use it. And then her and I sat down one day and I handed it to her because it made sense to me that she would have that deck and that that deck would fit her. And if I remember correctly, you still love that deck. Am I right? It's the only one I can use. Yeah. <laughs> it, so. it just came home with me and it knew and I can't do anything else. So I've I've looked at others and I've been like, oh, you know, this is this is so nice. I went out, I bought myself. I can't remember what the heck it's called. They were beautiful cards, and I had to give them away to my my best friend. I was like, here you go, have at it, because I'm stuck with this one, and it it's just the right vibe. You just have and to be literally. Able to we dive. sat down at a table, and I pulled up these. I said, oh, wait, do you see these tarot cards? I love them. I'm trying so hard to use them. And literally, I pulled them out. I looked at her. I looked at the cards. I looked at her, and I said, you can have these. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. You were like, here you go. I was like, okay, great. And I went to go give them back to her. She's like, nope, nope, they can't come home with me. It's like, all right. So, you know, it's funny because a lot of the times, and Lynn, I don't know how you feel about this, but people say that the the tarot deck that you're gifted is usually the one that you end up using the most. And um, I never thought that there was any truth to that until you handed me a deck. That's so funny, right? Um, so I actually had somebody take away my regular playing cards when I was about 16 or 17, and they said, here, use this. You'll like it so much better. And that's the deck I use to this day. So maybe there's some truth to it. Well, yeah. the, the deck that I own, because I know Stephanie just got a look on her face like, wait, you have tarot cards? Uh-huh. I, I went to a... Uh, a secondhand store down the street from here, actually. And they had one of these how to learn how to read tarot 
sets. You know, like the cheesy things they put out in the 90s. Like yep. you can learn how to like juggle or like learn how to do this or whatever. And it came with like the, the juggling balls or the harmonica and learn to play harmonica. This is like learn to read tarot, like one of those things. And I open it up and I start reading through the book and I was like, I don't, this makes no sense to me. Like, I can't follow this along. It's like, this This seems like it's got to be something somebody has to show me rather than me reading a book about. Well, since you bring that up, I actually, um, I had purchased tarot decks before this, before I had ever been gifted anything by Lynn. And uh, nothing vibed with me. I was like, forget it. I don't like tarot. I hate tarot. So I spent years thinking like I hated tarot. And uh, it wasn't until I got to this point that I really just looked at it in a different way. And... Lynn kind of helped me get over my fears of, of dealing with the fact that I thought I hated tarot. On top of that, and we haven't mentioned it, Lynn actually teaches tarot, and she is phenomenal at it. I know some people that are just so into it, they're actually really gifted readers, but they can't teach it. She is amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, there you go. Maybe some folks tonight will reach out to you to learn for themselves. But again, don't read for yourself, you know, as we were saying before. Yes. All right, uh, 508-996-0500 is the number. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hi, you're on the air. And going once. It's a ghost. Going twice. You're going to have to call back. 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. Uh, we'll just ask your name and if you want a reading uh, from a card or if you have a question. And uh, we'll put you through right away. The other uh, thing that I've noticed when it comes to uh, tarot is that there's... There's a lot of, like, pop culture things about it. Like, you know, there's a Game of Thrones deck. There's a Twin Peaks deck. Uh, do, does that matter that there's all these different, like, you know, kind of uh, merchandising kind of things that, that tarot cards become part of the merchandise line? Or does it have the same, still have the same power? Um, not, not for me. Um, I, you know, I... I love other decks. Like, I would love if they had a Snoopy deck. I would be, like, all <laughs> over that. But I don't know if I could actually read them. I think I would just look at them and be like, I love these pictures. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes it's not so much the deck that you're drawn to. It's more about the deck that you can actually utilize. Um, I have a very good friend who must own, no exaggeration, probably 16 or 17 decks of tarot. And she literally stuffs them all in a bag and brings them to every event that she ever does. And she always ends up with the same deck. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she, she has, she's a fan of the Chrysalis tarot, which is very beautiful, which I gifted her with. <laughs> and um, and she does very well with them. But she, she uses a lot of decks. And the Chrysalis is another tarot deck. It's all butterflies and beautiful, and the colors are gorgeous. And I love the pictures, but I can't use them. Is there, uh, you know, you had mentioned using playing cards. It's, uh -huh. it's, not, it's not so much about the, you know, what's on the design of it. You know, it's about the, the message of the card. So right. it doesn't matter, like, if it's got you know, all kinds of cool designs on the back of it. What matters is the message that's coming from the face of it. Absolutely. And I like playing cards a lot, and I use them a lot. But I know that some people are intimidated by them. Some people think that they are too vague. Some people don't like them, but I love them. And I like runes a lot, but I am not one to follow all of the philosophies of runes. 
So a lot of times I feel like I'm playing with rooms, but they're they're beautiful. They're, I have an amethyst deck that I'm touching as we speak, and I, I love them. But they're also another divination tool, like cards, that you kind of have to just feel comfortable with and use. 508-996-0500 is the number if you would like to have a card pulled or if you have a question for Lynn Marie. Uh, and as we said, you know, we'll give out her information uh, again at the end of the program. But, of course, you can find her on Facebook. Uh, you can go to it's Lynn Marie Spirit Medium dot com. Is that the site? Uh, Lynn Marie Spirit Medium. I had to think. Lynn Marie Spirit Medium dot com. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, all different ways, and uh, we'll, we'll give you all the information at the end because I'm already hearing back from some folks who have called in and said, how can I get a full reading? So, uh, you know, that's, again, we're just kind of giving you a little bit of a taste, and then you can go through the, the actual process. When people do look for a full reading with you, I would assume that, you know, because of the way things are and, you know, the, the way that the world is these days, it's something that they can do over the phone or they can do through maybe through video chats or something, right? Um, yeah, we do do about one night a week. I do do Zoom, FaceTime, and phone readings. Um, I am doing readings in person with social distancing and masks, and I am also doing group readings in person, again, social distancing and masks. So, um, you know, we are trying to keep some things flowing, but sure, yeah, video, phone, Zoom, all that kind of stuff, whatever but, you need. But there's there, there must be differences for you from one to the other. It must be far easier to be one-on-one -on -one in the room with the person than it is trying to do something over the phone. You know, what's really interesting is for years I avoided the phone because I thought it was so impersonal and I avoided video because I hate the way I look on camera. So I, you know, I avoided them, but I think it's like everything else. You just kind of get used to the, the different modalities and you learn to work with them. I, you know, I will always prefer face-to-face. -face. I, I would always do that. But I will tell you one thing. Most people think that I run closer to on time than running over my time when I'm in, <laughs> on the phone or video versus uh, in person. In person, I have a tendency to run over. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that gives readings and says it's going to be, you know, X amount of time and then runs over and I have to keep knocking on the door and saying, hey, your next, uh, your next person is out here waiting for their reading, Stephanie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tim was actually, you're notorious for um, walking through the room that I'm reading in. Like that straight is a, in the middle. That, I do do that quite a bit. Always. Like, I do like walking The door walking will just interrupt. open and he'll just walk straight through like a, like a ship passing, you know, in a harbor. Like doesn't say a word, just walks through. Sometimes he'll just look at me and like laugh and that's it. Cause he has to get to where he's going, but it's actually kind of comical. It's become a thing over the last decade. But you know that you're you're right. Like I, but uh, I've knocked on the door to say, hey, you know, yeah. it's you know nine fifteen. The next person's out here waiting because usually this is at some of our ghost events. Yeah. And you know you'll you'll always tell me like, nope. Uh, you know, I right. just need a few more minutes to finish up with this person. Like you never shortchange the information right. for the sake of you know getting the next person in there on time. Even um, and I I've been doing this lately. So I just opened up my my own private readings um on a online scheduling website, which is, you know, technology in the spirit world, the two don't really mix. I'm sure Lynn, that you can totally agree with me when it comes to that, but Absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying my best. <laughs> so I booked all my readings with a 10 minute break in between. And again, I'm sure Lynn, you do the exact same thing where you end up getting into a story or getting into a reading and you end up using up that it, 
that extra 10 minutes every single time to the point where I'm saying to people like I have less than 30 seconds left before I have to call the next person. I'm sorry. I have to go, which makes me feel bad. Yeah, it is hard, um, especially in person because the person's in front of you and you want to keep doing it. But, you know, you do, I mean, everybody's time is valuable. So you do try to be conscious of that, but you also have to be conscious of the fact that these people are coming and you kind of don't always have control over what is going to be talked about or how long it needs to be talked about. Right. And I've, I've had that conversation with people where I've been like, you know, I'm in a group reading and I'll be like, I don't know why your person talked for 16 minutes and this person's person only talked for six. I mean, sometimes you just don't know. Right. You definitely can't control the spirit world. They control us. Well, yeah, we try. We try to control it, but they usually get get it their own way, one way or the other. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we try not to let them control us, and so we hope that they don't. But yeah, well, us, we, us as in like people like Lynn and myself, when it comes to readings, it's like you, we don't have any control. We have nothing. We're just the vessel that they speak through, and. They get their message through one way or another. They they get exactly what they're looking for one way or the other. And there's no, like, there's no way around it. Sometimes we think we're like, okay, cool, we have a good grip on this. And then you turn around, and you're like, yeah, no, nope. They well, still get it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is the number. And uh, somebody just put on Twitter. Derek put on Twitter that he might have been the one calling in, but that he didn't hear the sound that I made. So maybe they don't have the sound tonight. Well, they might not, but even so, if you hear us say hello, just try anyways. Even if you talk to yourself for a second, it's fine. Right. People get people get kind of weirded out because, you know, they expect somebody to call, somebody right. to be here and like screening the call and like, you know, we're just putting you right through tonight. It's just us. Because we, we want to get through calls. We want to get everybody through. So 508-996-0500 is the number to call in to get a reading. And I also would wonder... If I was somebody going in and sitting down and getting a reading like this for the first time, you know, I would, I'd be curious myself to know how the person was called toward this. And can you just give us kind of a, a quick, a uh, little bit of background about how you were called to, to do this work? I, I wish I could give you a, a, a really clear, concise answer. I can just tell you that for me myself, I've never really known any different. And I think that for a long time, I actually spent more energy denying it and trying to work my life around it instead of just embracing it and dealing with it, which is kind of what I do now. And well, I think I've been doing that for a while now, but it took me a long time. And I... I am, I try to be very positive when people tell me, you know, like, oh, I wish I had this and I wish I had this. And I tell them, I know it's a beautiful thing, but there are days when I'm like, I would like some silence. There are days when I would like to not know things. There are days when I would like to not hear people that aren't, don't necessarily belong to me. But unfortunately, that's kind of what comes with the territory. And I also say fortunately, because it allows me to do what I am doing. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Well, 508-996-0500 is the number uh, to call in. And, uh, you know, I, there's some people who are, like, messaging me and saying they want to call in, but they're they're not sure if they want to. Just call. That, what's, the worst gonna ha what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? That Lynn Marie tells you something amazing about your life that you've been wondering uh, and, and 
gives you advice that uh, cracks the code of whatever it is that you've been thinking about. Or, you know, at the very worst, I can make some kind of dumb joke about whatever it is that she tells you. Because I always try to resist that urge, though, when it comes to readings. Sometimes I can't help myself, though. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, with, with readings, you, you have just as many laughs as you do tears sometimes, too. Absolutely. And, you know, we, um, we try, I think I'm sure, again, Stephanie can speak to this. We try not to, you know, be like, um, you know, be like, hey, you know, um, this is, you know, this is kind of, you know, tough information and I don't necessarily know how to approach it. I mean, again, you know, we're just kind of, you know, just kind of, uh, doing the best we can with information sometimes too. All right. Well, now the phone lines are lit up, but you can still try to call in 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hey, it's Kirsten, Ross's uh, wife. Oh, hello. So glad you could call in. Yeah, me too. Do you have a question or do you want uh, Lynn Marie to pull a card for you? Uh, just pull a card. So I pulled the Page of Swords. Um, the Page of Swords is a really great card. It's a power card. It basically indicates that, you know, when, when you have the opportunity to push conflict away, it's always a good idea, and you're probably very good at that, but you aren't afraid of necessarily addressing issues or addressing things. The Page of Swords is kind of a waiting period, so it means that things that are going on right now are not probably reaching any kind of crisis period, but that it's good to know that you have the, the skills and the ability to kind of push forward when you need to. All right. Okay. Thank you for the call. Great. Thanks so much. And uh, we have one open line now, 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hello, you're on the air. I hear someone. You're there. Can we have your name? All right, going to have to move on. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Do you have a question or do you want Lynn Marie to pull a card? Oh, just pull a card. Let's see. Wheel of Fortune. You know, I personally am not always that fond of the Wheel of Fortune card because I always feel, I know Stephanie's probably laughing at I me, am. because <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune is a card that indicates that sometimes you just have to let things ride and let things take their course, and that always irritates me. Like, I always want to have some plan of action or something to do, but the Wheel of Fortune kind of indicates not being in a waiting period so much, but that there are certain things that are in your control and certain things that are out of your control, and this card is indicating that you need to know what those things are, like what you can control, what you can't, and that it will give you more sense of peace when you kind of know. And that, so for, for, for this purpose, I think it's actually a really good card. It's just one of those kind of cards that I always used to look at and be like, oh, it's kind of wishy-washy, but some people love it, so um, hopefully it'll be a good card for you. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thank you for the call. Nancy, have a great night. And 508-996-0500 is the number. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hello. Can we have your name? I wonder if somebody's got the mute hey. button on. Hello. Hey, Tim. This is Derek. Hey, Derek. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Do you have a question or would you like Lynn Marie to pull a card? 
I'd like Lynn to uh, pull a card, please. Sure. I don't know why, Derek, but I feel like you're an interesting, interesting person. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, pull the hangman for you. So the hangman is an interesting card, too. Good Lord. Again, Stephanie's probably laughing at me because another card that I'm not always that fond of. But it's, again, not a bad card. It's sort of about um, glory through suffering that, you know, you sometimes have to go through some things to try to get to the other side, to try to get to the good parts. And you've kind of had, this card indicates that most people have kind of had a lot of that and that they're starting to get to the better stuff and starting to feel like they kind of know where they're going and what they're heading and maybe finding a passion in their life, whether it be a hobby or a job or something where they kind of feel like they can focus energy. The Hangman's a really great card, so congratulations for getting it. Um, I just think it's a really good card for you. All right. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good night. And yeah, like I was saying, Tim, like, hard with the one cards because they're not in depth, you know. But it is kind of interesting that some of the cards we've pulled tonight have been really, I just feel like they're kind of powerful. Yeah, it's just sometimes you have one of those nights where, you know, the right people are calling in at the right moment, right? Yeah. Sure. That's a lot of rights. There was a lot of rights. Three rights. Uh, one more right, we would have made a full circle. Lynn, do you feel like <laughs> when you do a bunch of readings in a row that there's always a common theme between all of them? Absolutely. And I also find when you do gallery readings, there's usually a common theme. I think the other night I was somewhere where I was like, man, I feel like this is girl power. Like every single person had a very strong, powerful female influence that came through for them. And then this one lady at the end had her dad. And I felt like he was totally involved with just being in the room with a whole bunch of women. And he loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, we have our phone lines lighting up right yep. now. The deck is stacked, but keep the number handy, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take them in order. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Lyra. Hello. Do you have a question, or would you like Lynn Marie to pull a card? Pick a card. I'm sorry? Pick a card. Okay. The card is the Four of Wands. Um, the Four of Wands is a communication card, and it kind of indicates an, uh, a thought process of needing to somewhat be able to advocate for yourself while still kind of moving forward and moving through some things. So this card's a little bit of a reminder that it's okay to advocate for yourself without having to necessarily get overly stressed out about it. All right. Hopefully that makes sense for you. All right. Well, <laughs> I think we have some phone issues there. Right. Like I said, it is kind of hard when you have the guest on the phone and the callers are calling in. Sometimes the in the mix, they can kind of lose each other a little bit. Five and I'm like three hours away from you guys, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, these calls are coming from all over, so yeah. uh, we're, we're getting all over the country here tonight. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? George. Hello, George. Do you have a question, or would you like Lynn Marie to pull a card? Yeah, I was wondering if Chuck Schumer is asleep right now. Chuck Schumer, is he asleep right now? That, that's that's not really something I think Lynn Marie's uh, able to uh, tune into. But uh, 508-996-0500. Actually, New York, East Coast, it's almost midnight, I would think so. Yeah. 
Uh, most people are asleep, except for the people that are listening to this show that are sitting around waiting for their chance to call in, and you can do that now. The phone lines are open, 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Colleen. Hello, Colleen. Do you do you have a question, or would you like Lynn Marie to pull a card? Well, uh, I'm, I'm legally blind, and I, yeah, I would like to talk to her. I have RP. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't hear any of that. Uh, she'd like but you to pull, I, uh, Colleen would like you to pull I, a card, Lynn Marie. I, yeah. Okay. The card. Um, but I have pigmentosa. Yes, I have a, a blind disease. <laughs> the card that I pulled is the world, which is, again, one of these cards that I'm sort of like occasionally on the fence about. I love the world because it indicates the need for harmony and for peace and to make things sort of even out. But unfortunately, it takes a lot of work to get there. And this card is indicating that some of that work is getting done and that there is a peaceful place for you to get to. And peace doesn't always mean emotional. It could mean anything. It could mean health. It could mean emotional. It could mean mental, you know, being exhausted, overwhelmed. It's a, it's a great card to pull. The world is a card that indicates that harmony is coming. It doesn't always mean that it's perfect, but it means that it's coming. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, thank you. Have, Have a great, great night. night. Uh, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in if you would like a reading with Lynn Marie. Uh, we have a few minutes left. We'll try and squeeze in a couple more, and then we'll have her give you all the information uh, to be able to book a you know a full reading with her uh, if you would like to do that. So let's go to this line. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Can we have your name, please? Hold on. Let me press that again. Okay. Hello, you're next. Can we have your name, please? Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Do you have a question or would you like Lynn and Mary to pull a card? I would like Lynn to pull me a card. The <laughs> uh, card that I pulled is the Knight of Wands. It's a masculine card. For some reason, I feel like there's a lot of male energy around you, and that's a good thing. But the Knight of Wands is sort of about, um, it's again, it's a communication card, but it's kind of about having won some battles and needing to know when to give some battles up. So it's not a bad card at all. It's kind of indicating you're coming from a position of strength and a position of, I hate to use the word power, but kind of more like authority. And also there's, again, another male energy that for you just kind of wants to make sure that you know that they're around. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And uh, 508-996-0500, We'll try and squeeze in one more call here before the end of the night uh, but uh, before we do that let's just have you one more time Lynn Marie give everybody your information if they want to reach out for a full reading sure uh, it's 508-474-9371 you can text um, or call and the um, you can hit me up on Facebook Spirit Medium Lynn Marie or uh, Lynn Marie Spirit Medium at gmail.com excellent and uh, you know as we said you know that we'll we'll have you come back here in the future and and be able to to talk to the people here uh, with you being here in the building. And when we do that, hopefully that spooky TV computer will be back and people can actually see the process for themselves as it goes on. Uh, let's try and squeeze in this one last one here. Uh, just a warning: we only have about three minutes before we'll have to go off the air. But you're next on Spooky South Coast. Can I have your name, please? Yes, Shiloh. Hello, can we, uh, do you have a question or do, would you like Lynn Marie to pull a card? Pull a card, please. 
The card that I pulled is the Queen of Cups, and the Queen of Cups is an interesting card because it's basically a summer summer season card, May, June, going into July. Kind of indicates some time frames, some things that need to be sort of settled or need to be sort of, you know, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do. Not necessarily what you're going to do in action, but whether you're going to take action on something or let it go until after the summertime is over. It's also always a great card because it usually indicates some peace and some some time for yourself. So I hope the summer is going to be as great for you as this card indicates. All right. I hope so. Thank now, you. That's a great way to leave it. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good night. And uh, that will just about do it for uh, our show tonight. We're just about out of time. Uh, but again, as, as we were saying, you can reach out to Lynn Marie if you'd like to have a full reading. That's, uh, you know, if Stephanie isn't reaching out to her for help. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to come on and talk to you guys. Likewise. Uh, we will definitely talk again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you. Happy Easter. You to too. you as well. <laughs> Bye. And, uh, and of course, yeah, we, we will definitely have her come back on when we can certainly, um, you know, we'll get that, that camera going because it does, it does add a whole new element of the experience to be able to, uh, see the cards for yourself. And the other part of it too is, you know, if you want to, if you're local and you want to go see somebody that is a good reader, like, why not go to the person that Stephanie trusts? You know, people trust right. your opinion. So, and that's what people are saying to me. They're sending me emails and messages and saying, is that really who Stephanie goes to see? Or are you yeah. just saying it? No, that's who you go to see. Right. So uh, I would recommend that anybody wants to reaches out to her and gets a full reading. And of course, you know, I will, uh, maybe someday I'll get a, another reading, but I know you were trying to push me to, I was. to ask for a card, but. People don't want to hear about me. They want to call oh, in no, and hear about themselves. No, but sometimes I feel like it makes people feel better for willing to do it ourselves. And, well, I didn't hear So I didn't want ask. to call you out. I didn't hear you ask. I was going to, but then I, f I thought about maybe you didn't want to be, you know, put on the spot in case you wanted to pull in for you too. So I was like, all right, I'll just stay quiet. Well, anyway, I know that if you, uh, if you want to pull a card, you know, for me, it's probably going to be, is there a Joker card? Because that's what I no. would get. That's what I would get. No. All right. That'll do it for tonight's show. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know if we'll be back next week. I know you're going to be um, out of the studio for a bit with some I things will. going on. I will. I will be uh, on a vacation for the next two weeks. And then I am, you know, fighting through my schedule and all that stuff. So, but uh, we hope that in the next couple of weeks we can get everything settled and then be back here on a regular basis. But I'll say, say, say stay tuned and uh, we might be back next week. Have a good night. Stay spooked out.